it's a true neutral. True neutral. Oh, we're back for another week of this. Yeah. <laughs> we have survived. We have survived. <laughs> as long as we know how to talk, Excuse we will me. keep potting on. Uh, <laughs> fuck. That was bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, we can't get DMCA'd for that, I guess. <laughs> no, it's, it's a parody. <laughs> A poorly done parody at that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You just try me. Try me up. Fuck, I forgot who does that song. <laughs> I can... I, <laughs> I can play it on guitar. If, uh, try me cake, the cover I learned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you were just telling me a little bit, but how was your week? Cause... My week, uh, for the most... For the first chunk of it was great and then the last two days i've been sick as a dog uh laying in bed with a fever um sweating and thinking i was dying but i'm better now i'm up on my feet and i'm here and i'm doing the thing so i i didn't die i i made it through yay <laughs> yay making it through but no the my last two days have just been a blur of of fever dreams and and sleeping so beautiful beautiful pain yeah. Beautiful, sweaty, dreamy pain. And now when I go home, I have to change all my sheets and clean everything because I've sweated through absolutely everything because I'm gross and uh, disgusting when I'm sick. Yeah. I'm gross and disgusting when I'm not, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, How about you? How about your week? My week has not been interesting, man. <laughs> my week's been fine. It's just it's just another week. Uh, you know, we you got getting closer to having that baby, so we're having baby appointments once a week now, and very uh, good. Yeah, and uh, yeah, trying to figure out paternity leave for our state is well. The website's just what's the opposite of intuitive? <laughs> um, a pain in the ass. Yes, that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to figure that out, but uh. Yeah, otherwise it's just kind of been doing work was work, not work was not work. Um, been playing games with my son a little more. We played Runbow, which is a fun one. It's uh, made by the same people who made uh, Guacamelee. Okay. Yeah. It's it's just a real, it's a color-based um, 2D platformer. It's, it's pretty fun. He has a lot more fun with it than I do. I just kind of die and then let him do part of the level. <laughs> like, I don't intentionally die, but I I also don't let myself get frustrated because he's having a good time, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's what matters. Yeah. He just he just loves playing games. Like, you know, playing together. He loves board games, too. Yeah. Like, he loves board games. <laughs> weird. Uh, he loves board games. It's really... It's weird. It's it's weird how much he loves board games. So, <laughs> been doing that a bit. Board games are fun though. They are. They are. It's just like I've never met a kid at five years old who loves them that much. I mean, I suppose I, my son really, really enjoyed board games at his age too. With lots of Candyland, lots of Shoots and Ladders. So much Candyland. Yeah. And we actually just got Shoots and Ladders. Uh, we had a baby shower not that long ago, and. Uh, People were pretty cool about making sure he felt included in it, and so he got like a leveling up to Big Brother shirt and uh, and shoots and ladders and a couple other little things. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna have to play shoots and ladders here soon. 
Uh, yeah. Um. Boo. Oh, um. DC Universe Infinite, which is the, the comics app where mm -hmm. you can read DC comics. I've been kind of, you know, I've had my my subscription for a little while now, and I was just finally got my new phone, so I was able to get back into, like, downloading and reading them when I wanted to. They unleashed a new tier or a new tier system a couple months ago that is fucking bullshit, and I just want to call them out on this <laughs> podcast because it's fucking bullshit. I sent them a message to their thing and got a typical, oh, we'll add that to our suggestions list thing. <laughs> uh, but it's just, like, it's $8 a month, which is fine. Mm -hmm. That's a fine. Like, I can read a bunch of backlog comics. It's cool. Um, or $80 a month. Can read a little bit more and download videos and stuff, and or a hundred and twenty dollars a month to actually get all the things that every single comic series that I've wanted to read is locked behind that ultra tier. That's ridiculous. Not only are they outdated, but like they're they're com full complete series that are at least 10 years old. Most of them. It would be cheaper just to go buy the actual comics. The, the, that's the thing. You just like. The omnibuses are super expensive, and finding the individual comics is fucking impossible if you don't want to pay, like, $15 an issue. But for $120 a month, you may as well do that. Now, let me clarify. It's $120 a year, but there's no monthly option. Oh, okay. There's no l reduced cost, like, monthly option okay. to pay that $120 so, over the year. Okay, so it's $120 all at once. It equates to about... Ten dollars a month, right? But, but I, I don't have just one hundred and twenty dollars to throw on a comics app, and it's gonna just bill that next year. Exactly. And like, like I don't mind paying a little bit extra for this stuff, but like, make it a monthly fee and not a lump sum fee. Yeah, it's it's just ridiculous, and it wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't like they have a lot of first issues, and I've gone and like read the first issue, and then. Oh, you want to keep reading? Pay for $120 right now. Yeah. Like, dude. I hate that. Dude, just lock it out if you're going to do that. I, I don't know. I just, I, the whole subscription tier thing is, it's bullshit. And uh, I would rather pay, yeah, $15 a month or whatever and give you a little bit more money than you would get for my $120 right now. Like, I just can't guarantee I'm going to have that in my bank next year when it comes out. Mm -hmm. And like, ah, uh, I don't know. I think it's it's just a bullshit system they have set up in this way. And yeah, yeah. yeah I, I agree with that entirely. Call that out because they got they got the one bad day series, which has the Riddler one is number one in that, or the one that you can read on the app. Mm -hmm. And the Riddler one da bad day was fucking sick. It was mm -hmm. a really good comic. Um, you know, let me let me credit the artists here because they were fucking really good. But uh, the all of the other One Bad Day uh, series are just not available. Not available at all. Um, boom, boom, boom. Batman, One Bad Day, Riddler, number one. It's loading. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, overall, that's I've just been I've been listening to, or I just finished listening to Neil Gaiman's American Gods, which is an amazing book. What a good novel. Big recommend. Hell yeah. Um, it was an idea that I'd had independently, and then I saw that he had written it, and I was like, oh, fuck. 
<laughs> There's just no way I could ever live up to whatever this is. And then I listen to it, and yeah. There's there's no way anybody could write it better. Right. Nobody can write better than that man. <laughs> Except for other people who are dead. Um, well, it's not loading, so just just look up the Riddler one bad day. It's really good. Um, so I had a, a fun little bit of news that I found that pertains to a lot of what we talk about. All right. Um, so <clears throat> with in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we have like the Avengers, not quite like fully broken up at this point, but there's kind of we've lost a lot of the Avengers. We've, you know, they've kind of been broken into a few different groups now, especially with some new movies coming out. You know, you got the Thunderbolts coming and things like that. All right, Quantumania just came out. We haven't seen it. No spoilers. So. No spoilers. I have Oof. heard, though, that it has tanked. It's gotten the worst ratings since Eternals. Yeah, it's, I've heard, I've heard really mixed reviews, because, you know, a lot of the people I follow are, like, Marvel fanboys, so, like, it, whether it's good or bad, they're going to love it, but... I really, really like the first two Ant-Man movies, and if it's as bad as some of these reviews say, I'm going to be disappointed. It's the first one of any Marvel movies besides besides Eternals that has gotten a negative score or a bad score on, on Rotten Tomatoes. So. Yeah, to, to clarify, though, that includes Ang Lee's Incredible Hulk, and it, the fact that that's not rotten is beyond me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, but earlier, Kevin Feige actually did, they were, um, so the Thunderbolts movie is coming out very soon, well not very soon, but next year, um, and Kevin Feige has came out and revealed who's going to be the leader of the Thunderbolts moving forward. Okay. Um, and it's and not Thunderbolt is, Ross? No, no, this is a direct quote from him. That's another one. We've got a lot of things that start shooting relatively soon. What's fun about that, and I sort of said this at D23, is that they are barely heroes. None of them would consider themselves heroes. When your de facto leader is Bucky Barnes, that's sort of all you need to know. That's the trickle down. Ooh. So Sebastian Stan is taking over the leadership role of the Thunderbolts. That's super interesting. Um, like, because... Cause Bucky's like Bucky's a good boy at heart. Like no matter how you slice it, like he he's a good boy. Who the hell is Bucky? <laughs> yeah, uh, like the only time he did actually bad things was mind controlled. Yeah, yeah. And the Thunderbolts are kind of a bad guy team. Yeah, they're definitely a team of like antiheroes. Well, uh, isn't isn't the do you have a list of the Thunderbolts they have planned um, for this yet? Because I know they have, um, have what's-his-face. Not only the names of the people in Thunderbolts, but the names of the people that are playing them. Uh, we have Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova. Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes. Wyatt Russell as John Walker slash yeah. U.S. Agent. Yeah, U.S. Agent is actually kind of a bastard, though. Yeah. <laughs> Olga... Kirilenko, I said that wrong. <laughs> Taskmaster, Taskmaster is okay. part of it. Um, David Harbour as Red Guardian. Hannah John Kamen as Ghost. Julia Louise Dreyfus as Harris, and Harris. Wait, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Uh, Director Fontaine. 
Yeah, yeah, I just... Is she playing Harrison Ford? <laughs> no, it's just weird that they didn't put in her character's name. It's just... It's it's just Elaine from Friends. Yeah, <laughs> or Elaine Seinfeld. From, from Seinfeld. Yeah. That's all. Like, you could have put in her character name. We, we all know who <laughs> Elaine from Seinfeld is. Thank you. And, um, and Harrison Ford's President Thaddeus Ross. Yeah, I knew he was going to be... Um, I knew he was going to be president. And I knew he was going to be playing Thunderbolt, Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, but it's uh, it's quite a thing. It is. It's it, quite a thing. So, like, the thing is, I, John Walker kind of had, a, like, a mild redemption at the Falcon and Winter Soldier, but he literally killed a guy with Captain America's shield. Mm-hmm. And isn't Taskmaster, like, also a bad person? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like just straight up, Taskmaster is a bad person. Yeah, so it's. I'm just curious to see where they're going with this because she was in she was the Black Widow movie. Yeah, that right. was that was all the Black Widow. Um, uh, David Harbor and uh, uh, Lawrence Pugh as well are both from. Yeah, they were they were the Black Widow family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have yeah Red Guardian, the big Russian guy. Yeah, they have like redeeming qualities to their characters. Is the thing. Like, legitimate redeeming qualities, like a sense of love. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just, I'm just curious to see where that's going to go. Like, who are they going to be fighting against? Are they going to be, is it going to be an internal struggle? uh, Let me see here, let me see. It doesn't actually give, like, anything more of a synopsis of the movie. That's really all we got. Okay. Um, It says here... Uh, out of the entire lineup, um, Barnes is the only character who has not only been an Avenger, but has also fought alongside most of the Avengers, which is why they think they're using him. But we don't have, like, a synopsis of the movie or what's going to be happening in it at all. Yeah, Florence Pugh's character fought alongside Black Widow, so she fought alongside an Avenger. Yeah, well, so did Red Guardian. But that movie was a prequel movie. Well, I guess it did take place after she was part of the Avengers, but in that middle ground, that was a weird movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing, uh, John Walker actively fought against Avengers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was fighting against, well, both Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So it's a uh, for it, that dynamic to flip, and now. Uh, Bucky Barnes is going to be leading in charge him. Yeah. of him. Yeah, that's going to be one hell of a dynamic. I wonder if that's going to mean like so. So Thaddeus Ross is going to be there as like the president. Is that mean that he's going to be like I'm part of this team, but because I'm president, Bucky, you're in charge of the team. <laughs> is no, that like I I think it, I think it's going to be um, I think it's going to be Fontaine's team. She seems like kind of a bad person. Like from Wakanda Forever, she was just like, she always did things super nicely and then was like, oh, I've kind of been playing you this whole time. Yeah. So I think she might be like one of the primary antagonists at the end of this movie. But I also think it's going to be mostly her team and uh, she's going to like call it the Thunderbolts for the president kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't know that Harrison Ford's role is going to be huge, is what I'm saying. Yeah, so we got Bucky, Yelena, U.S. Agent, Taskmaster, Red Guardian, Ghost. 
without Elaine... Oh, and Ghost is a good person, too. She just got fucked over by the experiments. So, without Harrison Ford and Elaine from Seinfeld, that's already six people on the team. Yeah. So, it would make sense to me that, that Thaddeus Ross and Elaine are not actually on the team. Because no, a six-person team's enough. Well, yeah, they're not going to be on the team regardless, no matter how it plays out, like who set it up or whatever. They're not going to be on the team. They're not going to be in the field. I just feel like uh, it's going to be... Almost I, a Suicide Squad thing, like I bombs that, in the head kind of... Probably not that extreme, but you know what I mean. Wasn't Thunderbolt Ross, though, isn't he Red Hulk? Yes, at one point he definitely was in the comics. I So they might do a Red Hulk with with him, but I don't know... A, I want to see Harrison Ford as Red Hulk. <laughs> I, I don't know if it'll show up in this movie, or if it'll be alluded to. Maybe he has been Red Hulk in the past. Or like... That'll be, like, the big climactic scene where, like, the Thunderbolts are down and out and they don't know what's going to happen and Thaddeus Ross red hulks out and comes in and smacks the bad guy and kind of gives, like, the, the morale, like, we can do this, come on, kind of thing, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean... That's classic Marvel movie thing to do. Yeah. Um, Except for She-Hulk. <laughs> That's the one exception. She-Hulk was so good. <laughs> uh, speaking of She-Hulk, they introduced Scar in that series, and they, they were well on our way to a West Coast Avengers with mm-hmm. that, and um, Young and Avengers, Young possibly. Avengers, yeah. Riri Williams, we got uh, the... Um, Shuri as Shuri Black Panther. Shuri Black Panther. We have Scar. And, yeah, it's not very difficult to... It, like, now that... Uh, uh, we've back we were just uh now that falcon is taking over the mouth of of being captain america and we do have a new falcon on the way um the he was he was a big part of the falcon and the winter soldier he was one of the people that um is he a younger kid he's not that much younger but he's like early 20s early 20s so he could be part of the young avengers potentially yeah um there was also a reveal recently that um in one of the original plans for the MCU moving forward, that T'Challa was supposed to be the new leader of the Avengers. Aha. Uh-huh. Until they, you know, had to change everything. Rest mm-hmm. in peace, Chadwick. Yeah, for sure. But uh, leading all of that to, like, a Young Avengers or a West Coast Avengers makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Uh, especially since they kind of seem to be breaking the Avengers up, especially with a lot of the original Avengers either being dead or just not wanting to be part of it anymore, you know? The yeah. Hawkeye deserves some time with his family at this point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They have a new Hawkeye. Um, the Hawkeye uh, TV series, like, he straight up called um, Bishop, Kate Bishop, Hawkeye at the end. Okay. So they have a new younger Hawkeye, and she is actually a teenager, I think. Oh, see? Well, that, that all lends itself perfectly. Because I've been thinking that for a while now, that they seem to be taking this original Avengers group and they're breaking it down into different segments now so that they can have a bunch of different groups they focus on rather than this one group of the Avengers. Right, but um, with everything leading up to Secret Wars and probably Battle World, mm-hmm. um, it's hard to know what's going to stay at that point. We only have this this phase of that. Yeah. So it's... Uh, like. Well, it's kind of up in the air for a lot of these groups that we're talking about. Like, Thunderbolts is going to come out. Yeah. And we're going to have that. But with with Kang, 
being a huge part of this, like, are they going to be fighting in the multiverse? Are they going to be... Is it going to be a battle world scenario? Are we going to get a, a revamp? Like, it's... Who's going to die next? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor no. Strange is going to die next. I don't think so. No? No, I think, I think if anything, he's going to be the next Avengers leader, as much as that might sound weird. Hmm. I feel like it's probably going to be Doctor Strange. It's going to be the next leader of like the mainline Avengers team. I Honestly, I thought the next leader of the mainline Avengers would probably be the Hulk, Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. I because don't know about that. he would just because like he's found this way now where he he's balanced his Hulk side and his smart side and he's like found that combination of both of them to where he could potentially be the one of the better leaders. I, I think Thor is still too. No, he's still he's too much too of a wild up. card. He's still mixed up and he's still now he's got to raise love. Like yeah, anything he does is going to be involved with love now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he's too much of a wild card at this point. And uh, spoilers for Wakanda Forever, um, T'Challa's son is thrown into the mix now as well. Okay. He's, yeah. Uh, He's not being raised in Wakanda. He's being raised in Haiti, I believe. All right. Um, So, but they're going to pass that mantle along. Yeah. Um, It's just... There's just so many there's so many loose strings right now. Mhm. And things need to be tied off, things need to be tidied up before we can get individual groups like that. And I just don't know where they're going to go with all of that at this moment. Well, we do have a few movies coming out before Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts isn't supposed to come out until 2024. Right. July 26, 2024. Okay. So we have over a year yeah. before it's ever going to be coming out. We have over a year and a half before it's ever going to be coming out. Yeah. So, I just... I don't know where they're going to go with a lot of these loose threads. No. That was what I was looking for, not strings, loose yeah. threads. But uh, I, I thought it was very interesting that they have singled out uh, Bucky Barnes to be the leader of the Thunderbolts. I thought that was a fun little Yeah, that's super thing. interesting. Super interesting. Um, oh, um, let me just real quick, because uh, we're going to circle back around to this theme um, that Riddler Comic Co. was talking about was by Tom King and Mitch Gerads. Gerads? G-E-R-A-D-S. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just really good, and I wanted to call out the people who wrote it, because it's really good. Hell yeah. Um, but, uh, one thing we haven't talked about on the podcast, the new Flash trailer that came out last Sunday. Yeah, yeah, the Flash trailer. Um, best meme I've seen from that is, um, with enough prep time, Michael Keaton's Batman can make you forget that Ezra Miller kidnapped people. Still funny. <laughs> still funny. Still funny. Still funny. Still funny. Um, not funny for his uh, their victims. No, not at all. Not at all. Not but... funny for that at all. But <laughs> good meme. Um, Michael Keaton's Batman is a thing. Yeah. Is a definitive thing happening. Multiple bat suits were shown. Multiple flashes were shown. Seven different bat suits to be specific. Ah. Um, seven. And I've already seen things where people have gone in and figured out exactly what each of the bat suits are. Yeah. There's the the year one proto bat suit. It's got dual forty fives and underarm holsters on it. 
Yeah. Which is real cool. Classic. Uh, they've got, like, the aquatic bat suit. It's got, like, the rebreather and stuff attached to it. Yeah. There, there's some... There's some. There's the classic uh, blue and gray bat suit that's actually in there, which is a nice little Easter egg. I love that. Yeah. Um, the cool thing to note about the whole trailer is that it's a. Uh, the other Barry Allen in that is constantly in yellow and red. Mm-hmm. And then the yeah, there's one constantly in yellow and red. The other one's constantly in like black and gray and blue. Right, but like, he's he's in yellow, the mm-hmm. reverse flash color. And he seems, in my opinion, too wimpy. It was me the whole time, Barry. Yeah. <laughs> it was me the whole time. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm. <laughs> that's my prediction for this movie is that it's going to be Reverse Flash doing a lot of the shit. They've things. already said it's not. He's not Reverse. They're calling him Anti Flash. That's. It's just reverse flash with a different name, and you know it. Yeah, but it's not. They, I think they're trying they're to steer lying. away. I think they're trying to steer away from that reverse flash, it was me the whole time kind of thing. Like, they, I don't think they want that. I, uh, regardless of how they are saying it or how they play it off, that is a reverse flash. That is, that is an evil flash. He's going to turn by the end, and something negative is going to happen mm-hmm. with, with that character. That's 100% my prediction right now. He might kill Michael Keaton. Yeah, that's it's extremely possible. Michael Keaton's definitely going to die in this. Uh, yeah, he has to. Yeah. Uh, he's either going to die or um, his universe is going to be retired, so to speak. Blade Runner style. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't see Michael Keaton moving past this in any way at all. Oh, no, especially not with them already saying after this we get an entirely new Batman. Neither... Neither Ben Affleck's Batman nor Michael Keaton's Batman is moving past this movie. No. There's there's no way. Not with the way the DCU is is moving forward. And if Ezra Miller moves past this movie, I riot. One man riot, I'm destroying my house. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I think it looks like a better movie than it has any right to look like. That's very true. Um, but that's just because I put so much time and money into it that I would be shocked if it looked bad. Yeah. I guess also. They would have to try really hard to make it look bad at this point. But also, I I don't think it's going to be as good as it looks. I think people yeah. are getting a little too excited. That's I've seen true. a lot of people like, okay, I'm full in now. All in on this. Um, the other side of that coin is I've seen a lot of people go, I wanted a Flash movie, not a Batman one. It looks like it's very Flash-heavy. I was surprised about how much of Michael Keaton's Batman was in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, it seems to me like there's a lot more of Batman than I anticipated there would be. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the Batwing was on the poster. Yeah. Like, it's, it's very much, at least partly a batman movie and that's that's kind of my biggest gripe with it is it should it should feel like it's going to be a flash movie (laughs) it's been in production for what 30 years yeah no we did a whole episode on it go check it out uh but i think that's the thing is like it's just hard for them to i don't know why it's hard for them but it's hard for them to to make a flash movie about just the flash maybe it's because the flash has always been such a character in all the other lives of the people in the justice league right that no matter what story you do with the flash he's going to have some outside help in there somewhere 
And outside help is fine, but it shouldn't feel like Batman is the other main character. It, y- you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. That's that's just that's my feeling on it personally. And but I, it's I'm kind not of the, the only thing, one. I think it's kind of the thing where like, because it's like it's like they said in the trailer, like he accidentally created a universe with no metahumans at all. Right. And he didn't know how to fix it. And then, but Supergirl and Zod. Yeah, they do show up at some point, which is... Okay, well, technically, both aliens. Not I mean, metahumans, they're aliens. They, they are, and that's that's probably going to be their justification there, but where <laughs> where's Superman? Uh, yeah, I couldn't tell you that one. No, on, um, I think what we talked about before, there there's something like maybe uh, Superman got, like... Um, captured at a young age, like, um, landed, like, in, like, Metropolis or something, rather than crashing down in, like, Kentucky, gets picked up by the government very early on, and they learn that under a red sun he gets weakened, and so he's just lived his whole life in a government facility under a fake red sun where they can keep him under control. And see, that could be a thing, and that could be a neat little twist at the end, but, like... I, I don't know. I, I would like it if he just just died. Yeah, <laughs> he just died that. on Krypton. Also, that that could work as well, <laughs> especially for the new like angry version of Kara they're bringing in. Yeah, like, that she would looks make a lot of pissed. sense. Yeah, I you know a lot of people are. I've heard a lot of people be like, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about the Supergirl and Kara and this and that. And I'm like, no, this girl looks badass as fuck, and she's she gonna tear shit up. And she looks really cool. There's a shot in a trailer of her carrying a Barry Allen into the sky, and uh, I think that's going to be Reverse Flash getting connected to the Speed Force. Okay, that's, yeah. That's, I've heard a few theories, and that's the one I like best. So that that's is, fun, because yeah. she flies him so fast that it like unlocks that. Well, it's in the middle of a very stormy sky, and um, the Flash is constantly associated with lightning bolts. I think the Speed Force is going to have some effect on why he's being flown into the sky. That makes sense. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's... Uh, I mean, we're going to see it. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and it'll probably be fine. I'm sure, as much as I hate to say it, I'm sure it'll be a decent movie, as much as I don't want it to be. I would love for it to be a fantastic movie, and for Ezra Miller to be um, flash-pointed away from DC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's my main hope for this movie. Michael Keaton's going to die, and, well, Bat- Michael Keaton's Batman is going to die. I don't wish death on Michael Keaton. He seems fine. <laughs> seems like a fine man. But <laughs> I just want Ezra Miller out of this. I want somebody who deserves this role. Yeah, that's fair. That's, that's my biggest hope for this movie. Um, otherwise, I think it's going to be all right, and Zod looks interesting. Yeah, and I think that concept is really a, a cool concept. Like, there's no metahumans left, and so when Zod comes down to destroy everything, there's no one there to stop him. Yeah. And so he just gets full reign to destroy shit and things. Like, that's that's a really cool idea. Yeah. And then, like, this old, retired Batman, they end up accidentally, like, stumbling across this old, retired Batman who's like, I haven't done this in a while, but if you need help, I'm here. So, here's a question I just thought of, and I haven't heard brought up in any of the breakdowns I've watched. Um, this is an old, retired Batman, as you just said, and uh, 
Well, generally, an old retired Batman has had four to six different Robins. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's going to be a Robin in this movie? I'm not sure. Because there's no metahumans, but that doesn't affect Batman's Robin. Yeah, that doesn't affect any of the Bat family. No. My thought on this is either because of how aged their Batman is, either the Robins themselves have either passed away or retired. Right. Mostly. But, I mean... Or, they all hate Batman and they don't want to work with him anymore. Well, right, but, like... Because those are the two things that happens to Robins. They either die or they end up retiring or they just get so fed up with Batman's bullshit they're like, now fuck you, and they leave him forever. Well, right, but all of them... Well, almost all of them end up being a different hero somewhere else. And a world-ending threat like Zod, they'd still, like, begrudgingly come back to help fight. But I think with the age that Michael Keaton's Batman is, if if Nightwing's still around, he's retired. Give me a 50-year-old Nightwing. No, give me a 50-year-old Nightwing, yes. Yeah, Nightwing would be retired. Um, Because of the no metahumans thing... Uh, no Red Hood. Jason Todd never got brought back from the dead. No, because there's no Lazarus Pit. Yep. So if the Lazarus Pit involves, like, is in a world with no metahumans, I'm, uh, your reality is broken. Oracle's a 50-year-old paraplegic. Yeah, uh, and she might help. She she might help, but she is, once again, she's not going to be the forefront of the fight. She's no. Oracle at this point, for sure. Yeah. So, there's just... Maybe Damien, but since because they're doing Brave and the Bold, they won't do a Damien because why would they when they're doing it a couple movies down the line? Well, why would they bring in the Supergirl when they're doing a Supergirl origin? Because if she gets flashpointed to the new universe, it makes sense. Same thing with Damien then. Because well, also because her story is going to be her origin story for how she gets to Earth, isn't it? Well, yeah, but it's going to be it's going to be a separate kind of angry origin whereas like she looks angry in this but i think she's angry in this because she's like been manipulated by zod mm-hmm. like that's 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 yeah that makes sense yeah so, so you think it's gonna be a, a different kara i like do you think it'll be the same actress then i don't think so uh because this this car does she doesn't look old by any means but she doesn't look like a 14 a 14 year old no she looks like mid-20s like i don't know how old the actress is we could probably look it up i'm not going to right now not either Uh, but but that's an interesting i thought i didn't think about that but the the way they described uh the supergirl movie in the dc slate release or um upcoming announcement or whatever is that she's going this is going to be an origin for her she's going to have spent her whole 14 years yeah watching everyone die around her but that's 14 years they specifically called out that she would be 14 years old yeah so it she does not look 14 in this trailer yeah no not at all interesting all right so I, it's it's weird to me to draw those weird lines. Yeah. So I I just don't know what they could possibly bring over from this movie to make the DC slate that they've announced work, except for Ezra Miller. Shame. Yeah. Unless there's some more. Like obviously, it's only a three minute trailer. Right. Like, there's going to be more that they didn't show us. Well, yeah, there's going to be significantly more, but, like, 
that's not going to change your age. That's not that's not going to change any of the things that we've brought up. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like the motivations may change, or like our perception of those characters might change throughout the movie. But like the pure baseline facts we're discussing can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So it's regardless. I'm I'm excited to see what they do with it. I can't say that I'm particularly excited for the movie as a whole. Yeah, yeah. Which is a weird, it's a weird spot to be in. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll be interested to see how the movie ends, because I'll be yes. interested to see how it leads into what they are planning to do with the rest of the DC universe. It would be, here's my ideal ending for this. They defeat Zod, uh, Barry gets on the cosmic treadmill or whatever he does this time, um, and... The universe resets, and we, uh, like, basically get um, an opening credits ending where it's, like, Barry Allen wakes up, and he looks totally different. Okay. Yeah. And, like, his mom is dead, and then we get, like, maybe a reverse Flash thing. Yeah. Some some sort of tease for what the next Flash movie is going to be. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, this is still called The Flash. If and I, I want the sequel bait for The Flash, not for the DCU. It'll, he wakes up, different Barry Allen, and then just there's a yellow across the screen and a little note on his chest, and he holds it up, and it says, it was me the whole time. <laughs> and then it cuts to black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something along those lines would be really good. But, like, just, just showing a re- reset universe, maybe, like, like the Justice League flies through the sky or something like, something like the yeah. uh, the whole Justice League yeah just has a group flies through the sky well like on their way to the next threat for them <laughs> yeah. you know like so- something something to show that we have new characters in this universe meta humans are back all all you know just some quick shot to show that mm-hmm. and yeah that would be my ideal ending for this movie I think. I swear to God, if we don't get a Wonder Woman that actually has an invisible jet, I might be upset. Upset about the jet? Yeah. Jet upset? I never understood the invisible jet, but as soon as you take it away, I get mad. I'm like, she has an invisible <laughs> jet. Give her her invisible jet. I don't know why the jet has to be invisible. I've never understood it that. It doesn't actually make any sense. No, you can still see her just sitting down flying <laughs> through the sky. It's the weirdest thing, but give her her invisible jet. Yeah. It does, I, I understand that she can fly. Why she needs the jet, I why don't know. Why she ever needed the jet is absolutely <laughs> beyond me. But it's, it's a part of her thing. It's a thing, all right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, no metahumans. Green Lanterns could still be a thing. Yeah, technically. Yeah, the, the Lantern Corps, technically alien. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although, I think by the end of the movie, we will have... Flash pointed ourselves out of that no metahuman universe. Yeah. Either that or they will have, it will be that same universe and he will have found a way to bring metahumans back into it instead. Yeah. It could be one of those things where like instead of correcting it, instead of like going back to the original universe or going to a new one that has metahumans also, what if they 
do a thing where he tries to do that, and it ends up just taking this non-metahuman universe and smashing it together with a universe that has metahumans, and then mm. it creates a combined universe so that the things from this movie took place and other things took place in that, like... And then now they share a combined history. That would be interesting. Uh, th- that feels like it takes more explanation than would be fun to watch. It's a movie they've spent 30 years making. <laughs> I don't, I'm like, it's going to be so fucking convoluted. <laughs> That's a fair call. <laughs> seven directors, I think? Yeah, seven directors. Over ten scripts. <laughs> like... It's 10 a... or 15 years on the actual production cycle, 15 years just being talked about and wanting to be made, it's it's out of control. If this doesn't come out as a Warner, Bar- a Warner Brothers hairball, I don't know. Yeah, like, <laughs> they have to have, at this point, between production, time spent, director spent, scripts written, VFX made, scrapped entire bits and parts of movie and things... This has to be over a billion dollars in production. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way they could... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're excited for it. Yeah, kind of. We're excited to see what happens with it. I'm excited to see it end. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you have a story this week? Um, not really. My brain is still kind of hazy. and I, I had one earlier this week, but I have forgotten what story i was gonna tell in the last couple days that's fine we're already 40 minutes in and i got a game to review all right <laughs> it's a uh, metroid dread i'm finally finally Yay. doing it so uh i i have not beaten this i will say that right off the bat um but it is it is very much a metroid game yeah like plain and simple like you could play super metroid and play this and be like ah metroid yeah yeah <laughs> I saw a couple of the screenshots and stuff as you were playing. Looks fucking gorgeous. It is absolutely beautiful. Like it is like a two D platformer. Still, there's there's no three D element to this at all, and it's super compelling. Um, Dread was the perfect title. Um, the the main or like the most consistent enemies are Emmys, E-M-M-I, and it's an abbreviation, I forgot what it stands for, but they're fucking bastards. <laughs> Alright, so, um, the, the thing with these is that they, uh, you can't beat them. The game makes a very firm point that if you go against them as you are, you will not win. You will die. Oh, okay. It's super clear about it. You have to sneak around them and, um, if you do get caught by them, you have two very split-second chances to knock them away and try and run away again. But, like, the reaction time required is absurd. <laughs> I've gotten away from them a few times. Like, I can get it every now and then because I've got the timing kind of down. But, like, I still just... I go through their sections, and they're actually called Emmy doors. So you go through the door, and then you are in their area. If you make too much noise, if you shoot a shot, if you drop a bomb, do anything, they have an idea of where you're at, and they will chase you. And uh, they've got long, like, um, cones, mm-hmm. like cone-style beams that they can see with. And if you get caught in that, it turns red, and then they chase you faster. Yeah. And so as long as you're in their section, you are being hunted, actively being hunted. And it is 
the most anxiety-inducing thing I have played except for Resident Evil in a long time. <laughs> I did get further in Resident Evil. I am trying to play when my son's not around. It's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I got to take the TV so my partner doesn't always... It's a whole thing. He actually <laughs> sent me a screen grab of him finally beating the chainsaw boss saying, I fucking did it! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck daddy. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm working on that, but... Um, this is this is probably scarier if I'm being honest. The trying to stay away from the Emmys, you get um, a cloak, mm-hmm. like a an invisibility ability. Yeah. Invisibility. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that that lasts for a limited period of time. Then it starts to take your life away if you're still using it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to use that. You absolutely have to use that at parts and. Um, yeah, it's, it is the most nerve-wracking part of a game I've played in a very long time. Um, you do eventually get, uh, for every section, there's, like, a main unit section. You defeat the main unit section, and then you get, um, a special particle beam for your beam gun, or for your arm cannon thing. And, uh, once you have that, you can defeat them. Uh, but you only get it for the one Emmy at a time. Okay. Yeah, so you have to, you know, dodge these Emmys for a while, get through the whole rest of the section, find the upgrades you need, get to the main central unit thing, defeat that, and then you can defeat them, but only after you have a long stretch of hallway, and you have to shoot their faceplate off, and then you have to do a charge beam, uh, like a special charge beam that takes... Much longer than your regular charge beam. <laughs> and you have to do those both before they are defeated. And if you don't have a long enough section and you have to run away, they their faceplate heals back up. So you have to blow their faceplate off. And once you blow their faceplate off, you can do the charge beam. They're chasing you the whole time you're doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is just... Can it's, you run while you charge the charge? No. <laughs> no, you have to stand in one spot while you're doing all of the shooting and charging. <laughs> it is so hard. It is so frustrating, and it is so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, otherwise, the, the whole rest of the layout, once you have those beat, that section becomes free section, you can just wander, mm-hmm. which is nice. But uh, the whole rest of the game is, it's a classic Metroid game. It's Metroidvania, where the name comes from. Yeah. It comes from, like, you... It's where the name came from. It comes from. Uh, <laughs> you go back, you have to backtrack constantly. You have to, um, there are various sections of the map that you teleport or elevator to. Um, there's a monorail style thing you can ride between sections. Like, so fun. But you have to find those first. Then you have to figure out if you're in the right section to use the new ability you got. Or if you need to find a new ability in that section. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, once you do have the new ability, you generally have to go back to older areas so you can unlock new parts of those old areas and either get a new ability or find a new enemy. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just... It feels so good to actually beat the things. The bosses are really fun. They all have a second phase at least. So, like, there's one where it's just this big, gross thing chained up, and you have to you have to hit it in the face, and then its mouth will open, and then you have to hit it in the mouth. And that's phase one. Phase two is you have to 
It breaks the platform you're standing on, so you have to shoot it in the belly until it shoots spikes into the wall that you have to time just right to jump up and hang onto the wall, and then you have to do the same thing and shoot it in the mouth. <laughs> it's, and all of them have that degree of like, oh, you, you did it, partly. Yeah, you, you, you kind of got there. Yep, and now you got to do the other part again. <laughs> and I have not beaten a boss in less than probably ten tries. Like, they are hard, they're fun, they're a pain in the ass, and there's no checkpoints in the bosses. Like, oh damn! Yeah, once you get past that first phase and you die, you got to do that first phase again. Yeah, old school. Yeah, and it's and yeah, that's, I appreciate that in a game. Yeah, that's kind of how it feels. Is like an old school fucking fuck you do it right. Yeah, no, <laughs> I really appreciate that in a game. I think that's a lot of fun. Yeah, and it, it it is. I am, I have not stopped playing it. Well, I have a little bit to just ease my stress because <laughs> it's frustrating. A lot of it is frustrating because. Um, the biggest frustration is the game is made really well. So every time you fuck up, you know it's your fault. Yeah. You know there's a way to dodge it, and you know there's a way to defeat it. And when you don't do it, it's because you didn't do it right. That's how I felt playing Cuphead. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's much like Cuphead. Exactly that. It's like, every time I died, I'm like, I can't get mad, because that was a, I, I see where I messed up. That wasn't the game fucking up, that was me fucking up. And... That's how this whole game is. I've never felt at any point like it was, oh, how the fuck did I die? It was like, oh, damn it. I missed yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, there's, not a, there's not a jump that's too big that you don't unlock a power to do. There's, there's nothing like that. Yeah. It's, it it's, sounds like Metroid Cuphead, and I love that. Yeah. I, I uh, love that. And Metroid's kind of always been like that, but, mm -hmm. you know, on the older ones, they're still like, wow, graphically, I didn't understand what was happening there. Mm -hmm. But this game's too nice looking to have that excuse yeah it's and yeah it is beautiful the creatures look disgusting and terrifying and the we have the the metroid things mm -hmm. the little gooey things so now i've got enemies that look like enemies i've already fought but they're black and tarry and they look even grosser and oh, there's there's a there's a melee system so you get like a star flash, like an anime, an anime star flash, mm -hmm. and it, if you time that right, you can smack them off and you defeat them faster. Nice. Yeah. So that's that's a pretty cool little system. And uh, I think my only complaint so far is that there's just a lot of abilities, <laughs> and I get confused on the buttons. Yeah. Because like, you you hold down this trigger press this button, and then do the thing. Oh, okay. And it's, there's like four or five different combinations of that. Mm-hmm. And it just makes it, makes it difficult. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a lot of things to keep track of. Yeah. And if I stop playing for like a day because I'm busy, I will forget half of those. <laughs> just because I so rapid fired most of this game. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's, it's awesome. Metroid Dread is fantastic. Um, they've only talked about six Emmys, and there are seven on the cover, so that makes me worried. <laughs> <laughs> um, the lore is also really cool. I, um, it's really parsed out, but the lore in it is really neat. It follows Metroid Fusion like directly on, and man... I I'm excited. I'm talking about it. it's made me want to play it again. Like right. it's it's a really fun game, and I'm just gonna keep playing until I beat it. 
Sounds like a couple of big old thumbs up on that game. Hell yeah, big recommendo. Um, well, just a really, really quick little hypothetical then. Yes. To knock it out. Stick with the, the Metroid theme. All right. Do you save the animals or do you kill them? Uh, the, the original Metroid. There's the animals at the end. Oh, you save them. I save them. You do? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I save everything that I can save. I've always thought those animals, they're, they're insidious. They have some weird, like, ulterior motive. I think they are Metroid. I, like, I think that's, that, that's the whole thing, is that you, you, Samus has sympathy, and when she saves them, she carries evil life to other planets. That's kind of the whole story. Yeah. Um, but I always left them there to die. I always <laughs> thought they had bad ulterior motives, and I didn't want anything to do with it, so I left them to die. No, if I can save anything that looks innocent in a game, I save it. Um, I've even felt bad killing some of these the creatures in this game, like the one that was chained to the wall. There's no reason that I know it was chained to the wall. It seemed mad that it was chained to the wall, not at me. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad killing it because like, it, it was physically chained to the wall. Like, you had to kill it? Yeah, it's part of the, it's part of the boss fight. You Good. you get an upgrade from it or whatever. Like, Good. it's it's a it's a big thing. But like <laughs> some of these some of the enemy monsters have like these big old collars on them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, those are the only ones that are like actively hostile if you don't attack them first. Okay. Um. So I think there is like a background story going on with that. Um, because the the ones with collars have the same look as the chains that that monster was yeah. locked up with, but if I can go around a monster and it doesn't attack me, I won't shoot it. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure what's going on with that. It's not been properly explained in that way, but I'm it, sure by the time you hit the end of the game, they'll give you something. Yeah. A little tidbit of something. Yeah. They're real good at parsing out tidbits. Hmm. Tidbits. <laughs> um, yeah, any any game that the possibility is there to like, do you want to save this creature or kill it? I save, save the thing. Of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. Yeah, yeah, that's the way I go. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, uh, let's do one more quick little one. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that was very quick to answer. Um, surprise guest appearance in the Flash. Who would you like to see? Surprise guest appearance. Yeah, not shown in the trailer. Um, it's um, it's not gonna happen. But I think it would be funny um, as they're. And I think I've mentioned it before, but as he's, like, running the cosmic treadmill and he's trying to get to a universe where his mom hasn't died... Yeah. I think it would be funny if we got, like, a, a snippet of Ryan Reynolds' a Green Lantern just <laughs> flying by looking over at, at Ezra Miller's Barry Allen just like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> and then, like, he just keeps running and, like, he's not in the movie at all in <laughs> any way, shape, or form. It's literally just, like, a little... Like two second blurb of Ryan Reynolds is holding lantern. a green machine gun. Yeah, yeah, and he's just like very confused as to why he just saw this kid running really fast, but it actually plays no part in the movie whatsoever. <laughs> that would be good if they brought like like a couple of the other actors from older DC projects into that. Um, yeah, maybe maybe like a oh, who was that guy that was really famous for playing Superman? Christopher Reeves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
just like CGI him in there and like do a couple of those other maybe like a a Val Kilmer Batman. Yeah, yeah. Just a, or a George Clooney. Oh man, that would make me so happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, yeah, yeah, I think a, a Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern, just a couple of seconds of him being confused, it would be, that would be great. Oh, what if we see just a, a just a small snippet of, it in the same kind of sequence, just like the animated Justice League? Oh, yeah, yeah. You hear just, just not even see them, but you hear the music. Yeah. From the, the, the theme song from the animated series. <laughs> no. What, what's the... Or you just hear doom. Mark Hamill's Joker laugh in the background oh, somewhere. Oh, that'd be so good. Kevin Conroy's Batman saying something. Oh, uh, yeah, that would be a nice little homage. Yeah. I am the knight. <laughs> uh, I, I showed my little brother the trailer for that, and there's the scene in the Flash trailer when, uh, <laughs> when he's like, yeah. I'm Batman. My little brother lost his shit. He started laughing so hard. <laughs> the dramatic. Pause. No, yeah. Ian laughed so hard when that happened. I was that was so funny. <laughs> uh, the the one cameo I think would be a neat little thing to throw in there would be a uh, Blue Beetle at the end. At the end, I was wondering if that was already gonna be a. Th- a thing, excuse yeah. me, oh my gosh. Jaime Reyes just showing up, just like in high school, and uh, like he sees some trouble happening, and like you just see the scarab on his back, just just for a quick shot. Yeah, just yeah, a quick little snippet. Yeah. Once again, doesn't play any actual part in the movie no. at all. It holds no relevance to the movie nope. in any way. It's just this is the next movie coming out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is one that we actually are excited for. I am so excited for the Blue Beetle movie. If it doesn't actually happen, I am going to Warner Brothers. I'm going straight to the studio. <laughs> and I'm going. What the fuck? <laughs> gonna go smack around James Gunn and Peter Safran. So, come on, guys. Come what on. What are you doing? <laughs> now they've both come out and said that it's it's gonna be happening. So yeah. I assume it's happening. There's just been nothing about it. Yeah. No news. No trailers. No nothing. Maybe they've learned from this the whole thing with the Flash, and it's like sometimes talking about our stuff too much is a bad thing, and it gets expectations and hopes too high, and then it doesn't happen for fifteen years, and people get upset. <laughs> so maybe we just won't talk about it until it's like basically done. Either that, or because it's kind of the same thing with the Batgirl movie, and we didn't hear about it. I'm really afraid that they might just be. Oh, it's it's going. It's going to be made. It's going to be made. It's going to be made. And then when shelved. it's done, when it's done and it's ready to be put out, yeah, shelved, gone. That's my biggest fear right now in DC. That's my biggest fear with any movie from DC. <laughs> Literally, it could. It doesn't matter what it is. It it doesn't even matter if it's done or not. If they could, they could shelve anything at any time. Yeah. Just because they feel like it. It's horrifying. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, where can they find us? Where can they um, tell us about their DC concerns? You can send us an email at trueneutralpod at gmail.com. Uh, we would love to hear from y'all. We would love to hear some of the things you have to say, some of the words that you want to yell at us. Um, if writing an email is a bit too much for you, then we have the Twitter. You can hit us up at trueneutralpod, or I am at Mr. Dab himself. Uh, we've got the Instagram, True Neutral Studios on Instagram, also True Neutral Studios on YouTube, we've got True Neutral Podcast on the Facebook, 
And uh, then we got the old disappointing at best band stuff on both the YouTubes and the Facebook as well. Yeah, and uh, uh, True Neutral Studios on YouTube and Instagram. I said that. Did you? I did say that. I'm sorry, I was reading spam. <laughs> Any good spam? Um, this, this one's pretty funny because it starts with, Hello, good day, and happy new year. This, we got this a day ago, and it's mid-February. Yeah. I am Barrister Alex. Did you receive my messages regarding my late client funds that should be released on your name? Regards. I want funds. <laughs> I don't know who your late client is, and I'm pretty sure I don't deserve their funds, but I could use some funds. Yeah, we... Um, this one has a PDF link I'm definitely not going to touch. Yeah, no, that sounds and, dangerous. And zero messages. <laughs> like, zero message in it. <laughs> don't uh, don't touch the PDF link. This one says, "Please reply me urgent in the in the, <laughs> in the headline." Uh, and it's it's a another message I just read that's a uh, got got exactly the same text with different names changed. Oh goody! Um, please forgive me for stressing you with my predic predicaments, and I sorry. To approach you through this media, it is because it serves the fastest means of communication. I'm putting those pauses there because there's paragraph breaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it goes on like that and is obviously spam. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. You'd think that people for their spam emails these days would do like use ChatGPT or something because it actually can write well. No, I, I read somewhere that they um, intentionally make them... Uh, poor, so they know that smart people won't respond. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm not sure why that. I mean, because dumb people are gonna read that and go, "Oh, money for me." But if cool. you used a scam with a Chat GPT bot that actually sounds like a legitimate thing, then you could get more people just in general to respond. Yeah, I mean at all, but um, yeah, all of these sound illegitimate and are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you'd like to send a more legitimate one. TrueNutralPod at gmail.com. Gmail mm. Or you can try to make a spam-sounding email and see if we can tell the difference. That would be really funny. Please do that. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that's been True Neutral for this week. Have fun, everybody. Have a good week. Indeed. Goodbye. Bye. -bye.